Welcome once again to our midweek Bible study. We are now coming into land with this whole course of living by faith. This is now lesson nine and there's one yet to go. This lesson is in a sense a summary of what we've studied, but I'd entitle it The Lifestyle of Faith. The Lifestyle of Faith. I'm sure by now we've realized that living by faith is a lifestyle. It's something that we have to adopt on an ongoing basis. Hebrews 10 verse 38 says this, Now the just shall live by faith. You see that? Live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul has no pleasure in him. You see, true Christianity is a process of developing our faith in every area of our lives. It's not something that we do, it's something that we live. Very closely associated with this understanding is the fact that growing in faith is a process. It doesn't just suddenly happen. And there's a very good reason for that. I'd like us just to read a scripture from the Old Testament, Exodus 23, 27 to 31. Exodus 23, 27 to 31. The Lord is now speaking to his people Israel as they are in the process of moving to the promised land. I will send my fear before thee and will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come. And I will make all thine enemies turn their backs unto thee. And I will send hornets before thee which shall drive out the Harvites, the Canaanite and the Hittite from before thee. I will not drive them out from before thee in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beast of the field multiply against thee. By little and little I will drive them out from before thee, until thou be increased and inherit the land. I will set thy bounds from the Red Sea even unto the Sea of the Philistines, and from the desert unto the river. For I will deliver the inhabitants of the land into your hand, and thou shalt drive them out before thee. Father God, thank you for your word. Help us to understand it. Help us to receive insight. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We rely on you for revelation. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened. Thank you that no evil spirit can stop this word from achieving that which it was purposed. In the wonderful name of Yeshua. Now the point I'd like to make from the scripture is that it speaks about little by little. You see, the Lord realized that to go straight into the promised land could be overwhelming. And so there's a process of little by little moving into. And in that process, we ourselves develop the capacity to maintain. Remember the basic pattern of growth as a Christian. The three legs. We attain something, then the big trick is to maintain it, and then ultimately to proclaim it. You might go to a crusade, get born again. The big trick now is to maintain that salvation, you see, to become established in the word and become established as a Christian. And once that's happened, then it's time to tell others about it. But you see, the faith process is similar. All right, And in a sense, we have to have one 
faith level established in our hearts before we are ready to move into the next. There are exceptions, but normally there's a process which builds one line upon the next. And although each application might be different, the faith process is always the same. Remember 2 Peter 1 verse 4, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. By these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. You see, we have to gradually move into new areas and not expect to move into all areas all at once. As I'm going to explain, and as you'll see, that could be overwhelming. However, please let's note something. At the very outset, even though you and I are encouraged to develop our faith, we cannot do this, we cannot do this without an ongoing development of our relationship with the Lord. That personal relationship with the Lord cannot be separated from the development of our faith. The two go hand in hand. Just a small illustration which we have talked about. Romans ten seventeen, as we know, speaks about faith coming by hearing and hearing the word of God. But you see, you cannot really hear God unless we have a relationship with him. John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they will follow me. Hearing God's voice for yourself is the key to developing faith. We have talked about this. True faith only grows as we continue to hear God's voice for ourselves. Each step of the way, we need to hear the Master's voice telling us what to do next. Every case, generally speaking, is different. The next thing to realize is that it's so important to walk in love. 2 John 1 verse 6, and this is love that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment that, as you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. You see, we have to walk in love because faith works through love. We've already talked about this. Also remember, this whole faith walk is not possible without the assistance, the integral assistance of the Holy Spirit, that part of the Godhead that currently dwells here on earth. John 16, 13, we read, Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he shall show you things to come. You see, without walking in the revelation of the Holy Spirit, without the assistance of the Holy Spirit from day to day, developing spiritual power is impossible. Remember Ephesians 1.19, the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, speaking of the Holy Spirit. But in this lesson, we'd like to just discuss the road ahead. Obviously, this is a foundation course. It's not the end, the beginning and the end of what is to be learned about faith. Faith, the lifestyle, is an ongoing process of expanding our revelation and our knowledge. But let me just express a pattern which is fairly common. There are exceptions, but this is a pattern, and you'll see why this is a pattern. You see, we have to develop our faith in certain areas a step at a time. 
to try and develop our faith in all areas at once, as I've said, can be overwhelming. So here's a practical roadmap for moving from one level to the next. But please understand, each level has got different depths to it, infinite depths to it, so we never stop learning any particular area. The step of faith in one area often becomes the stepping stone to developing faith in others, and leaving out one step can cause problems. For example, not having that assurance of salvation can seriously hinder believing for healing. Not being convinced of or walking in sanctification can make stepping out in the gifts of the Spirit difficult. You see, there is a truth in the Bible, 1 John 3, 20 and 21. If our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart, and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemns us not, we have confidence towards God. So you see, starting off with this understanding of salvation, and knowing that God's accepted us, is critically, critically important. You and I will not move into any area of faith significantly if our heart is continually condemning us. You see, it prevents us from having faith towards God. So any faith walk has got to start with this knowledge. God loves me. He accepts me. My sin is forgiven on an ongoing basis. Any sin I commit, just bring it under the blood and there's cleansing. To get our minds around that is quite difficult for many. I remember as a young Christian, and I was confronted with this, I thought to myself, how can it be so easy? How can it be so easy? It can't be that easy. Just bring your sins to the Lord and He forgives you again and again and again. You see, I had to develop my faith in that particular area. And now I'm much better at it. Not that I plan to sin, but... If something does happen, I know to run directly to him, receive the blood, and move on, you see. I won't allow myself to be in a position where my heart is condemning me. If it does condemn us, it plays havoc with any faith project we might have on our plate. Alright, so that's really important. Alright, Romans 10, 9 and 10, as we know, helps a lot with this. But then there's faith for the process of sanctification. See, it's one thing to be forgiven. It's another thing to walk in victory over sin. You see, this ongoing process of victory over sin in so many areas, and each one of us is different. But you see, we need to get our faith onto it. And our faith can actually come to the place where the victory that overcomes the world is our faith, and we walk through these things without being hindered again. It's a whole lesson on its own. But that's one of the primary steps to actually achieve. Ongoing sin in your and my life will play havoc, as I've said, with our faith walk. And it's so important to develop faith in those areas where perhaps we are weak. Where we have a weakness, know that God can give us the victory. And that victory is achieved not through our willpower, but by developing our faith in that area. We have spoken about it. The next possible step commonly approached by many children of God is the whole area of operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now please, this process doesn't mean that every area is contained, can be developing at the same time. But it's very important to develop these gifts in the Holy Spirit that are made available to us by the living God. 
all nine of them. It's important to realize that they are within us and we need to be continually, continually developing in each area. Once again, a vast subject, but not one that I'll be able to cover right now. The next very, very important area is learning to flow in godly love. Do you know that faith plays an integral role in you and I walking in godly love? You see, the Bible says that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. When you and I approach any relationship, know that it is possible for God's love to flow in that relationship. But you see, once again, it's a process of developing the necessary faith. Faith looks at a situation, speaks the truth, and sees God produce magnificently. I've had so many experiences of this. Relationships that didn't start off very well, maybe at the beginning. But applying faith principles, realizing that God's love, not my love, not our human love, God's love, is shed abroad in our hearts. Confessing that, believing that, and amazingly, amazingly, suddenly see that love flow in a very tangible and beautiful way. This extends also to the fruits of the Spirit, all right? There are nine fruits of the Spirit, as there are nine gifts. It's a whole lesson on its own, but they all need to be developed by faith. You talk about patience. You see, every one of us has patience, potentially. In some of us, myself particularly, for many years it was well hidden. <laughs> you see, it was well hidden. And every now and again, impatience flares its ugly head. But I've learned something. The world doesn't revolve around me. Amen. And patience is a fruit of the Spirit. It is within me. I can exercise it. And I must say, by understanding that and operating in that way, I have improved greatly. Thank you to the Holy Spirit. Right then, once those areas which don't end but continue, remember, you and I can develop a gift to an infinite degree. All right? So it's not like, oh, now I can operate in the gifts of this or the gift of that. You might have stopped off at the beginning stage of it, initiated it in our lives, but each one has a realm of development which is available. Yet again, subject for another discussion. But then we go on to things like faith for healing. You're on my physical well-being. So, so very important to God. And yes, we've talked about it. The medical profession can help us a lot and not to be discounted. But you see, there comes a place where you and I, as children of God, need to move from reliance on our minds, reliance on the world system, to reliance on Almighty God. And remember, He heals all our diseases. The price was paid at the cross of Calvary for every single disease to be totally healed. Once again, we've spoken about this in depth earlier on. And just to remind us that that's available. Closely associated with that is the whole realm of deliverance. People need very often, more often than you might think, to be set free from demonic activity in our lives. And please note something. Because you and I might be harboring a demon, doesn't make us a bad person. Many people balk at the thought, me have a demon, impossible. 
Well, I also balked at the thought at one stage, but then I discovered something to my horror, that through circumstance and upbringing, etc., I was a host to a demon or two. Amen. And they needed to be cast out. Very often it's not our fault. You and I can inherit demonic influence through our bloodline. Bloodline curses are very real. They need to be addressed. So you see, we're talking about this process of, as it were, moving into the fullness of God. That doesn't mean that the moment you get born again, you need to get instantaneously delivered, though that does sometimes happen. But you see, as we move on with God, we have to come to grips with health. We have to come to grips with demonic activity in our lives and in the lives of others. It's a process. It's a process. The next great area, obviously, is faith for finances. Something the devil is very, very opposed to, might I say. You see, the moment you and I are set free from the world system financially, the devil has lost to a large extent his control over us. And that's something to covet. It's a painful journey for us as humans, but it's well worth the effort. We need to learn to believe God, to indeed, truly and indeed, provide our daily bread. It's a great place to arrive at. And please note, it doesn't stop at daily bread. God wants us to be blessed and to prosper. Amen. The next area that one needs to develop, that we have to develop our faith for, is protection. It's so very, very important. In this world that we live, there's so many hazards out there, as we all know, in many, many areas, and God's portion towards us is to protect us. To cover us with his wings, you see. But once again, that protection is provisional. Right? It's dependent on your and my belief, faith, trusting. And that's something we have to learn. It's something we have to develop. It doesn't just fall off a tree. But you see, once you and I are walking in divine protection, we understand the conditions, we have the faith for it, we become untouchable. A wonderful place, once again, to be. Very closely, once again, connected to all of these is faith for our calling. It's so important to realize at some stage of our life that we are called to something way beyond just survival, just beyond our careers. And once again, this is a whole teaching in its own. But you see, to launch out in anyone's calling, if it is a calling from God, will always, always require faith. You'll never see God giving somebody all the provision they need and then sending them out. He sends us out like he did with the disciples. Don't take anything with you, basically. Why? To learn to trust in him. Because in a calling which is ordained by God, it will always be way beyond your and my natural capacity, you see. And for that reason, if you and I do not operate in faith, or with sufficient faith, to a large extent, a calling, as spiritual as it may seem, very often, and has very often, become totally ineffective. We have to live by faith. But can you see, this is a whole process, and all of those areas would be impossible to develop at one go. Can I just say this? You and I will spend a whole lifetime developing these particular areas, and developing our faith in these areas. Let me just add that 
Faith for calling can also include faith for martyrdom. Did you know that? There's a thing called a martyr's crown, a beautiful crown for those who've given their lives up for martyrdom. Now, as painful as it may seem, and as many of us may balk at the thought, to step into that realm requires great faith. We have to trust God that he's making use of our lives when we give them up for him. But that's a deep thing, perhaps beyond the scope of this particular teaching. The point is, everything requires faith, and we grow into it slowly, bit by bit, just like the Israelites moving into the promised land. They couldn't try and deal with everything at once. It would be overwhelming. The same for you and I, but we need to move along with it. Just two points to bear in mind, if I can say, as like guiding lights. Two different sides of the same coin. All right? The first thing to realize and to be humble about is appreciate where we are and to not try and operate beyond that level. You see, if you and I try and operate like great men of faith that we've seen and we've only been born again for three weeks, you're asking for trouble. It reminds me of the one teacher explaining to the people at a Bible college how he gave away his car and God blessed him with two more. And what happens? All those students rush out and give away their old skadonks, you see. And as a result of that, for the next three or four months, they all walk. <laughs> what is the problem? Presumption, you see. They thought because somebody else did it, we can do it. Well, there might come a time when God requires you to give away your house, your car, whatever. But be assured, you won't get to that place if you haven't passed the test of giving away 10 rand or 20 rand. The initial phases, you understand, it's a process to move into. But it's important to realize where you and I are at. Humbly realize, this is where I'm at. And not try and operate way beyond, you see. Operating in presumption can be very dangerous. I hope we understand that. However, at the same time, please note, we must always be striving to move towards the next level. And please note, moving to the next level will always be a stretch and it will always, always be uncomfortable. So you see, we can't say to ourselves, oh, I can't move to that because I'll be presumptuous. Whereas the real truth is you can move to that. God wants you to, but it's going to be just a bit uncomfortable. So I hope we can get that balance. If you and I can get that balance in our lives, we'll be healthy, positive people that will slowly but surely move into all the great things that God has. Right? The two scriptures, the one for presumption is Luke 4.12. This is the occasion where the Lord's on the temple. The devil is challenging him to jump. And what does the Lord say? Don't tempt the Lord your God. Don't tempt him, you see. It's like you walking around the swimming pool and you think, well, let me just try and walk on water. <laughs> it's unnecessary for you to walk on water in the swimming pool. That's actually tempting the Lord your God. Right? But then, on the other side of the coin, Galatians 6 verse 9 says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. You see, we need to keep moving forward. Gradual, consistent growth is the best way forward. Amen. Psalm 50.23 is also very interesting in this regard, a scripture that has meant a lot to me. Whoever offers praise glorifies me. And notice this phrase, and to him that orders 
his conversation aright, I will show the salvation of God. Can you see that? This day-to-day practical approach to this process of developing our faith will always mean blessing. Amen. True faith only grows as we continue to hear God's voice for ourselves at each step of the way. We need to hear the Master's voice telling us what to do next. You see, that will make the difference between am I operating in presumption or am I just being stretched forward? We hear that still small voice which says, okay, you're ready for the next step. Move out. Amen. Right. So we see this whole process of developing our faith is something that blesses God. And I'm encouraging each one of us to embark upon the process, to not be afraid. Indeed, we might on occasion miss it, but that's not the end of the world. Dust ourselves off, keep going. God wants you and I to live by faith. And it's a process of gradually moving over in every area of our lives from depending on what we know, depending on our own ability, our own skills, our own natural thinking, our own energy skills, and gradually but surely yielding those areas over to God's provision, God's spiritual power working in our lives. And as we do that, you and my faith grows and we live a life that is filled with excitement and ultimately brings great glory to God. Be blessed in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. <music>